0: Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I have another episode today in the realm of healing prayer because this is a season for me of needing a lot of healing prayer. (laughs) So be happy you get to come along in my own journey as I learn and grow and receive deeper healing. So I was in a conversation with a friend and All of a sudden I remembered a situation that we had both walked through at a previous time and I started crying because it had been a not awesome experience and so my question for Cindy because that experience itself had been I thought fully resolved. We had asked for forgiveness, we had granted forgiveness, the misunderstandings and everything had been brought to light and I had thought that it was really resolved. So the fact that I was still crying about it sometime later, I didn't understand. So my question to her was, is there still a need for additional healing? Like, did I not resolve that as well as I thought I did? Or are there just particular memories that because of the nature of those memories, whenever you are looking back at them, or if you look back at them at a certain level or depth, are they just going to be painful? I mean, <laughs> sort of like how there are families that lose a child and most of the time they can talk about that and it's it's painful, of course, but if you happen to catch them at the right time or the right date, there might actually be tears. That, that doesn't necessarily mean that they haven't walked out the grieving process with Jesus. It just means it was really a hard experience. And... So in retrospect, now that I think about it, I'm not positive I fully understood the answer that Cindy gave me, but meaning I don't know that it was a yes or a no, but instead what she said was, this was a situation where there was a breaking of trust. And as soon as she said that, I thought, oh, there is some language to go around this particular issue. Yes, there is a breaking of trust. (laughs) And... As a result, that whenever you have a breaking of trust in a relationship, you need to restore the trust over time. It's not something that you can just instantly get back. It's something where you make new deposits again and again, or not. I mean, I guess you could either be putting in more deposits or having withdrawals. So uh, that was helpful to identify. What the issue was. And then after she mentioned that, she said, well, I actually have a good prayer related to that. And again, that was really helpful because I don't necessarily know, is that a, (laughs) let's grant more forgiveness or is it just something that you kind of have to process through over time? And so I thought this was really lovely. So I think this came from John Sanford and Elijah House. And so I'm going to go ahead and read both sections. There's a section for the, uh, the counselor, and then there's a section for the counselee. So Cindy read the counselor part, and then I read the second part. But I just think this is powerful. This is really um, beautiful. And so I'm going to read both parts. So here we go. The counselor says, Lord, I ask that you go back to the time in Amy's life when trust should have been built But instead, a crack was formed in the foundation of her life. Time and space do not hinder you, Lord. So I ask you to minister to this little one. Let your forgiveness flow toward the parents for their lack of affections and appropriate touch. Search out each of Amy's wounds and heal them. Lord, I ask that you sovereignly reach down and pick up this little one, ministering your comfort, nurture, and assurance. Communicate the delight you have in Amy and let her know how much you cherish her. I ask that you hold this little one close to your heart, letting the strength of your spirit flow into her spirit. Fill in the crack of the foundation with your love, strength, and solidarity. Or no, excuse me, not solidarity, and solidity. (laughs) Make it firm, make it firm. And so obviously that comes from a more like if a parent broke trust. But I think what's fascinating to me as she was reading this, I was like, oh, Although this situation didn't involve my parents at all, there is a sense of saying, I still feel like a little child that's been that's been hurt. So in that regard, I think there's a level of saying, oh, to the little one in me that's like, oh, I'm just sad. It's It's a beautiful prayer. So then this was the part that I then prayed in response. Lord, I confess I do not trust. This lack of trust has permeated my life and hindered me. I know I must forgive. I forgive you, Lord, for putting me in my family. And then I added my friend circle. When you did, heal the wounds that my distrust of you has caused our relationship. Help me see you and know your faithfulness. Touch my eyes that I may see clearly. I ask you to build in me what has not been there. I forgive my parents, my spiritual parents, and all those friends, Lord, for the wounds they have caused me. And then here I listed the wounds that came to mind. Heal these places in my spirit so that I can be free to have relationship with them again. I forgive my siblings, authority figures, and friends who have hurt me. And then here again, name specific wounds. And I I don't know that this needs to be an exhaustive process, more just like, what are the wounds that are coming to mind? Let me name them and then move on. Even though some of these wounds were made in ignorance or innocence, they still hurt. Finally, Lord, please forgive me for judging you and my family and for determining not to trust. I confess my need for trust and my inability to build it myself. I need your help. Help me not to run or hide when love comes close. I ask you to build and restore trust and with it restore the years the locusts have eaten. Amen. And after we had prayed through that prayer... Cindy prayed a beautiful prayer over me, something along the lines of, "You know, Amy, now that you have confessed, what the scripture says is that when you confess that you are forgiven and healed, and so I pronounce you forgiven and healed." And there was something about the way that she was sharing that, all of a sudden, I had this moment. She maybe even used the word like. If you if you find it hard to trust, it's hard to live in hope or to even anyway. It was something along those lines, but however she phrased it, all of a sudden I went, oh, this is one of the secrets to actually being able to live in hope. Because the reality is, for me, I have read different books about different lies, and I know that we have um, broken cracks in the foundation, but it's really hard to expect good or to live cheerfully, if you're kind of always waiting for people to break trust with you, if you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I think I had always assumed that that was my problem. (laughs) Of course, that's what I would assume. But it was interesting to say, oh, well, no, if you have a crack in your foundation, how are you going to be able to even try to assume good? Because you're like, you don't have the life experience to be able to assume that good. Or you've been so hurt and there's these open little wounds that you kind of want to flinch away. Like, don't come near me. Don't touch me. You might hit that little wound. And so I think it was helpful to say the problem hasn't been, oh, I just, if I could only shift into positive thinking, that would be better. No, the issue is if there's broken foundations, they need to be restored. (laughs) I am so thankful for that. So Jesus, I just say thank you for your healing. Thank you for all of the ways that you come and restore the foundations that need to be restored. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Amen.